Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. My name is David Oladarabotusen. Um, this is your first time at the Gap Church. Welcome. Um, thank you for coming through. We appreciate you all for coming through. Um, we do not take it for granted. Um, this is the Gap Church where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And so uh, thank you for visiting us uh, this afternoon. As you can see, um, things were up to interrupted, but I'd rather be interrupted by the Spirit than anything else. Amen? <laughs> we give room. This is what, that's what yielding is. So I'm going to hop right in. We're in a new series um, that started last week called The Purpose Driven Life. Amen? Can we make some noise for that? And so it started amazing last week. We had Lolade that started us, and she did an amazing job of just kind of giving us a good understanding of the fact that it's not about us. It's about God. Amen? And so I'm going to kind of just you know, piggyback off of everything that was spoken and give us some more understanding. And so if you're taking notes, the title of my message is, This Can't Be It. This Can't Be It. Okay. So I'll read this scripture quickly. First Kings 19, 19 to 21. Thank you, media team. And we're going we're gonna to go fast, guys, but trust me, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. The scripture says, so he departed, and he is Elijah. Lolati read over the scripture last week. So Elijah departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing and plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. Verse 19, or verse 20, sorry. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. This is Elisha. So he ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I'll follow you. And he said to them, to him, go back again, for what have I done to you? Verse 21. So Elijah turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became a servant. Bless the reading of God's word. So as I was reading this scripture, in summary, uh, Elijah, the prophet Elijah, comes and throws a mantle or a cloth of significance upon Elisha. Random. Some random guy just throws it on you, right? But the response of Elisha is so important because Elisha doesn't question. He doesn't, he's not like, bro, what are you doing? He just, he's like, okay, bet. He's like, cool, I'll be right back. Burns everything, takes everything out, and then runs and follows Elijah. You see, when I was reading the scripture, I was so confused. I was like, why in the world would anyone just make such a drastic decision just like that? Like, no context, no questions asked. Cool, you said it, I'm going. Fine, let's do it. And so, as I was studying the scripture, I was like, this is an opportunity that Elisha saw. And many of us will get presented with opportunities like this. Many of us, we may refer to this as being called, right? Our calling. And so Elisha at this point was able to recognize that he was called, that this was a calling. And so as I thought to myself, I was like, how in the world do you get to this point so content, so fine in life, and you're good to go that when somebody comes and throws something on you, you're like, I'm going to drop everything. And so we'll get to it. Amen? So we'll go on this journey. There's some things that Lolati said last week of some definitions. Um, if you want to go back and listen to that message, you can, um, of what purpose is. One of them is purpose is the reason for which something is done or created. And so I'm going to explain three purposes as I analyze the scriptures that every person has to understand when it comes to the call. Number one, 
creation purpose. Creation purpose. Say that. So, I'll read the scripture quickly. First, or Genesis 1, 26. Genesis 1, 26. It said, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 28. And, and then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. See, in this scripture, we are given understanding that every human, believer or unbeliever, has a purpose for creation. It's here. Number one, you have complete authority upon this earth. God says you have dominion, you have rule over everything below, the birds of the airs. So we as creation are called, our purpose is to have dominion on this earth. Number two, to be fruitful and to multiply. So every human, believer or unbeliever, has a purpose of dominion and to be fruitful and multiply. I was saying this in the first service that if you ever experience or you're ever in life and you think to yourself, why am I not bearing fruit in my life? You can use this scripture as a prayer point. God, you've created me to be fruitful. You've created me to dominate. God, I need a reset because I'm obviously not walking in the creation purpose that you have for me. Number two, the next purpose that we have as humans is earthly purpose. Many of us know this. We're too familiar with this. And earthly purpose is usually where we have the question, why am I on earth? (laughs) Why am I on earth? You see, the thing about earthly purpose is that many of us get a glimpse of it. Some of us are in school right now, maybe studying to be a nurse, or maybe we are getting a master's degree. Some of us um, are working in our accounting job, in our firms, um, in an engineering company, in some sort. So we have a good idea of what we're supposed to do in life, right? Earthly purpose. I know I'm supposed to, you know, get a master's here. I'll do this. I'll do that. And, you know, I make the big money. That's how we do Big ballers, right? Get a wife. Get a husband. Have kids. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you know. Um, have the big house. You know, we're in Texas, so I got to get the acres. <laughs> I got to get the acres. So we have a good idea of what we want our earthly purpose to look like, right? And you see, the thing about earthly purpose that's really important is that it's strictly to earth. Strictly to earth. And we sometimes don't think about how every single person in Scripture usually has a earthly purpose. Many of people that we look up in scripture, when we look at the scripture of Elisha that we're just reading, what was Elisha doing before he was called? He was with the oxen. Before David was anointed, what was David? He was, in, he was, in, he was tending to the sheep. From age 12 to age 30, what was Jesus doing? He was helping out his father with carpenting. So it's okay to understand that you're not going to get out of the belly and start prophetically walking on stages and <laughs> understand that You have an earthly purpose to fulfill. We're getting somewhere. You see, in earthly purpose, when you feel completely content at earthly purpose, believers in this stage get restless while unbelievers feel empty. And the reason why is because number three, the other purpose that we have is kingdom purpose. 
You see, for an unbeliever in earthly purpose, that's the highest they'll get to. And so they have the millions, they have the great business, they have the amazing portfolio, the kids are doing good, college is paid off for, the retirement looks settled, but the reality is they're asking the question, what's next? See, now, if you put a believer in that same scenario, the believer is asking, so is this all my life is going to be when it comes to the things of God? Where does God come into all of this? You see, an earthly purpose, if we're not careful, we tend to confuse kingdom and earthly purpose. Why do I say this? Because we start to think to ourselves, okay, I have a, I'll do this, I'll go to school, I'll do that, I'll get the master's, uh, I'll go to this type of program, get the certification, I should be married by this age, and then blah, 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 you know. And of course, you know, God, we good. I'm going to proclaim you all over the internet. I'll come to church, I'll serve, ushering, humble. <laughs> flexing, you know, on Instagram, Lamborghini, but humble. Usher, how you doing? You know, we try and fit the kingdom purpose in our perspective into our earthly purpose. So I'm going to do all of these things. I was saying this, and I know some of us may not like this, but it's like, yes, it's true. You may have the inclination that, okay, you were called to the hospital. Great. I, I believe God has called me to the hospital. Great. But the reality is that that may not be where you end. And here's the thing. I know many of you are like, yeah, because you're planning that. That, oh, yeah, I'll stack up my money, write my books, it'll fund my passion, and I'll proclaim God. I'm sorry, I probably just, I'm sorry, I'm in your business. But the reality is that where we get it messed up was just that. No, no, no. You get into the, you become the doctor, you become the engineer, and you wait for God. That's what happens, and you wait for God. You see, the thing about kingdom purpose is that it's more about God's sovereignty than anything else. It's not about your legacy. It's not about your riches. It's more so the question of how do I play into God's master plan, not just how does God play into my life. You see, in Revelations 1 8, I'll read it very quickly. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. So the reality is this, and just like we read Jeremiah 1 5, God has a predestined plan for every single person. So there must be a beginning, an end, a middle. Many of us, we get the glimpses that our life is going to be great. We get the dreams that I was on an altar and many people were just falling. I was blow, duh, duh. You know, I was touring and I was all these, you know, I, I saw the, my, on my Shopify account, million dollars, all these things. We get the glimpses, but the reality is this. We have to walk through it. We may know the end, but we still have to walk through it. It's like your favorite movie. You know how the end is, but you got to go through scene one, scene two, scene three, scene four. You know there's end credits, but you can't fast forward. You see, creation purpose and earthly purpose fall into kingdom purpose. Kingdom purpose is where obedience and opportunity meet. This is where Elisha was. You see, Elisha had already fulfilled creation purpose. He was dominating. He was wealthy. He had a trade. 144 cattle. But the reality is this, with most of us, 
We have to understand that with everything that is predestined with our earthly purpose, our creation purpose, it's all for us to fall into kingdom purpose. And so the moment, if we're not careful, we'll be so heavily handed to hold on to what God has given us on earth that when the call, the opportunity, the mantle being thrown on us comes, we throw it right back. Not yet. That doesn't look like God. No way. You see, I want us to realize this, that many of us can even go as far and understand a little bit, knowing that God has called us, being into a position and still not even understand our kingdom purpose. I was using this example. I'll make sure I close in. I was using this example earlier. David, King David, anointed. He understood that he was going to be king. David's idea was this. You know what? I'm going to build a temple. I'm going to be the king of Israel. I have this connection with God. That was David's idea of his purpose for being a king. But we see that in David's rule, he never built the temple. He was considered unclean. Isn't that ironic? Imagine all your plans that you're planning. You think you're in the will of God and everything that you're planning to do, and God tells you, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to use you, by the way, for that. That's not why you're here. You see, the thing about this is that if we fulfill kingdom purpose, God honors that. You see, even because David fulfilled kingdom purpose, he got to a point, he got to a place that even so that even when Solomon took over and disobeyed God, God still honored David because he fulfilled kingdom purpose. That's true legacy. Because the master plan of God, remember the sovereignty, that's kingdom purpose, the sovereignty of God was not for David just to be a title and be a king, was that the royal line of David would be honored. When we look at Jesus Christ, he comes from the lineage of Here's the thing. God's intentional purpose for David was this. I want to make sure that the king of Israel is a lineage, a destiny that is aligned with me. And if you look at Jesus Christ, he's considered the king of Israel. Read your Bible. (laughs) So, I'm closing here. So I want you to understand this. Elisha, he's, he's achieved creation purpose. He's achieved earthly purpose. I can imagine before this point, Elijah is thinking to himself, so what's next? He's asking himself, is this it? This can't be it. This cannot be all life is. I'm sure many of us are in that position. We're looking at our lives. We know that we're going to get a good internship. We're going to get a great job. We're set for life, but we're thinking that, God, is is this it? This can't be it. And so... One thing that I realize, and many of us need to understand when it comes to this, is that like Elisha, the opportunity will come knocking on your doorstep. The opportunity will come knocking on your doorstep, but what will your response be? Will you have idolized earthly purpose so much that you are so far desensitized and uh, your mind is so far from your thinking to yourself that this can't be the purpose that God has for me. I've been doing this thing. I'm successful in this thing. God has to work through this. Or will you say, finally, like Elisha, and say, hold on real quick. Let me burn all of this, tell my parents goodbye, and become a servant for you. I want to give you some few keys real quick to walking in all the purposes that God has for you. Number one, understand creation plus earthly purpose. The keys can come up, by the way. 
you have to understand these, these two things I said. Your creation purpose and your earthly purpose. Do not get them confused. Number two, you must obey. Obedience is super important, guys. Obedience is so, so important. Because you, almost like with what Laura said last week, you don't even know what's inside of you. Imagine Elisha tending to oxen, having the capacity to raise a man from the dead. <laughs> so you don't know what's inside of you. I used an example in the first service that if you are in the wrong place, if you're in the wrong place, you may never understand the true value that you have, right? In the wrong place, you may see yourself only as a rag. But in the predestined plan that God has for you, it's a plan that is for you to achieve creation purpose, earthly purpose, and most importantly, kingdom purpose. Number three, this is very important, and I'm going to expand just a little bit on this. Don't just wait, but wait on the Lord. I want you to deep this. Don't just wait, but wait on the Lord. Oh, we love the scripture. We love the, oh, I love when Dante sings that song in Chandler. Oh, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. <laughs> oh, I love that song. But the reality is this. When we get to 31, it says, but those who wait for the Lord, stop. That's your assignment. Don't wait for the promotion. Don't wait for the call offer. Don't wait for all these opportunities. Wait for the Lord. Fix your gaze. Because when you wait on the Lord, that's when you now begin to reap that, the, the renewing of the strength and power, lifting their wings and mounting up as eagles. You must wait on the Lord. People, some of you have to understand, you're going to have to, we, thank God we are in a new covenant and we are in the days where God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. But the reality is that back then, I don't know what everyone's story is going to be, but there's people, they had to wait. Jesus had to wait from age 12 to 30 before he was called to ministry. Imagine you are every title, doctor, lawyer, and then God calls you. You're lucky if you get called now. Number four, and this is really important, the most important of everything, because this will bring everything together. You must be connected. Everybody say, be connected. Like I was saying earlier, many believers, they will dominate, have the money, the marriage, the business, and they will wonder what's left. But for the believers, we have hope. We have a strong hope because we have the word of God, number one, and God has equipped us with the spirit. Everybody say, the advantage. The advantage is the spirit because here's the thing. If you receive the spirit early enough, the spirit knows the mind of God. And so the reality is this. Where others have to figure out what their earthly purpose is, their creation purpose is, because you have the advantage of the spirit, the one that's connected to who created you, the one that's connected and has the, that knows how the map looks like, that knows how the end looks like, you have an advantage. So instead of just figuring out what your major is, he may say, Justin, study this. Nosa, apply hair. Ayo, marry this woman. 
The advantage comes with the Holy Spirit. So the problem is that when we reject God's Spirit, we are trying to figure out what is our purpose. But the goal of our walk with Christ is not to figure out our purpose. It's it's just to walk. That's the goal. Just to walk. Walk with him. Relationship. And so I want us to understand this, that even as we are trying to fulfill purpose and we're trying to have the purpose-driven life, understand that everything has to do with kingdom purpose. I want us to just close our eyes right now. There's some people in here that you've heard everything I've said, this shorts message, and, and you've been thinking to yourself, okay, all right, I've heard what you're saying, and I, I see how the different purpose is. And so I want to give you an opportunity for specific people, maybe you want to come into relationships, because I said what, be connected. Maybe you want to become into relationships with Christ, or you want to come back into relationship with Christ. I want you to say this prayer with me because I believe this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I don't want you to, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Jesus may come tomorrow. And I don't want you to look back at this moment where everything was amazing. You came to the Gap Church on a Sunday. The worship was great. The word was quick. (laughs) And you thought to yourself, oh, maybe next week. So right now I want us to all say this prayer together, but if you really want a relationship with Christ, I want you right now to say this and mean this. Mean this and say it confidently. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, keep your heads down real quick, eyes closed. If you said that prayer and you really meant it, this is your moment right now. Whether online or in person, I want you to just lift your hand. There's no shame. Trust me. Those that are, those, those, those that are not ashamed of Christ, he will not be ashamed of as well. And so just keep that hand up right there. And there's going to be somebody that's going to hand you something. Don't worry about it. Just, just, just keep your hand up. Please do not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. I see you. I see you. Do not be ashamed. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment right now. This is your moment right now. This is your moment right now. Yeah, right there. Right there, right there. Right there. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you for every single person that is here. We want to say thank you for even the individuals, God, that are giving their life to you, Heavenly Father. God, honor them, Lord, with this decision, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, that you will walk with them, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, that you will walk with them, God. And I pray that even though this journey may not be the easiest, God, I pray, Lord, that you give them a renewal, a renewing of a joy of salvation, God. Lord, every single day it may get hard, God. They will remember today how they felt, how you spoke to them, God, how the relationship came into into being, Heavenly Father, God. We also say thank you, Lord, for every single individual here that's heard your word, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, Lord, it will do wonders in their life, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that they will remember it. Spirit, continue to speak to every single individual within this week, God. God, we give you the glory and the honor and adoration, Lord. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Can we give glory to God right now? Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.